Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. Plus, check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. Now entering Nerdist.com. Who hates them? I used to not really be partial to jeans. I preferred shorts. Mm. But what about I jorts? realize this is made of jeans. Yeah, I'm wearing like best that. of both worlds. It's like, yeah. I'm wearing shorts all it's of so 2010. Fancy. Is that your plan? That's it's my like goal. culottes. Oh, is this yeah. recording okay? Yeah, it sure is. Is it sounding all right? Much better. I don't know. I just I remember I wore slacks in high school for a little bit because I wanted because I wanted slacks. to be like an Uber that nerd. Guy. Yeah, because I got glasses. And I was like, well, that's Did it. You wear a hat? No, no, it wasn't allowed. What got too hot? The man. Yeah. There's a lot of things. A lot of things <laughs> was, changed was, after Columbine. I was really excited in college when I could wear a hat in class. Really? Like that was like, oh shit. Different hat all the time. I went to I went to like all boys Catholic school, so there there were there were loads of of uh, dress requirements. Yeah, yeah. We had like polo shirts and slacks, and you needed a belt. You need to tuck in. Yeah. And I hated it because like it's like tucking in my shirt, like I was like a big kid. So it's just yeah. like it just made. Oh. Tugging his shirt makes you look so much bigger. Yeah. yeah, and also there was the Velcro ass flap that weren't I always, I always right. opted for the. We had a sweater vest we could wear if we wanted to. I always opted for the sweater vest. Let's oh, move this a little closer. Oh. It, can, are you hearing everyone okay, Matthew? Well, now you're just I haven't heard Allison talking. <laughs> I know. That's fine. No, I just love in? these water bottles, <laughs> and what? I lose them all the time. <laughs> hey, it's a Mad Men water bottle. I've circulated, circulated. I've gone through all of my water bottles, and now I'm down to my Mad Men water bottle. But I don't like to carry community. it around usually because exactly I don't now, want people to think. Now, not to be not to be picky, but that water bottle doesn't look very '60s to me. No, it doesn't. Um, they clearly had these in the '60s. <laughs> this material, everything. Yeah. Actually, that looks like uh, that, that house. Oh, they had a little like carabiner, so I could put it on my belt loop. It, it actually, it actually looks like some kind of uh, explosive device that they would send over to Charlie uh, exactly. late, later in the '60s. I'm good. Totally. Well, our guest today is Allison Bree of the two hit shows. Two. What? 
Mad, the Mad Men Comedy Hour and and uh, Web Soup. And Web Soup. That's right. And now, so Web Soup led, led to a part on Community. <laughs> So you can't say things like that because people on Twitter will be like, technically, you did not end. Like, God damn it. Sorry. It's true. You did say something like that on Twitter. You were like, web soup, which led to the soup. Or like, yeah. the soup, which came out of web soup. And all these people were like, that is not a I, I know. Everyone knows we came from I got all, I got all the. <laughs> I got all these condescending tweets like, um, actually, there was talk soup in the 90s, hun. Like, yeah. I didn't fucking know that. I'm, I tried to get Kinnear's job after he left, yeah, and I, 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 I couldn't. Hun I is like none more condescending a term than, than hun. hun. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like a pat on the head should it be, is. you know. It, they might as well say retard or animal instead <laughs> as opposed to hun. <laughs> oh, animal, you trying to com- compute this complex world around you filled yeah. with ideas. This is a caveman. I was frozen in some ice. <laughs> caveman lawyer. Caveman lawyer. So, Alison Bree, um, I, I'm very I'm yes. thrilled to have you on um, uh, Web Soup because when you came on Attack of the Show, uh, Kevin interviewed you and you were so goddamn funny. Um, thank you. I would like to think that <laughs> Kevin had a lot to do with that, you know? He's really good at generating chemistry with people. He is. He is he's excellent. He's, he's excellent at generating chemistry. However... Although his chemistry with me is, is pretty astronomical. It's good. Um, <laughs> is there a love connection here in the works? Well... I mean, I don't want to. I mean, I don't know. People, are, fan people, are gonna go crazy. But we did. He did propose to me on the show. He the did. First time that I came by. He I did. Hope, I hope you like playing rock band for the rest of your life. <laughs> he does have a nice. He does have a nice. Uh, in the works. I hope you like a six thousand dollar gaming cabinet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You like your drum set is pretty cool. Though. It is. I saw. He showed me pictures of this. He had this like custom gaming cabinet. Man, I'm like, oh, oh shit, that's. Yeah. He's still right. my heart. That's what did it for me, really. Yeah, right there. Derek yeah. Waters has one of those that he like uh, had a uh, had a friend made. Where it's just like a computer inside of an old like cabinet that you can just play like any kind of video game ever. Wow, that's a dream. That, that really is a dream. <laughs> Living the dream. It's going back to the old days when uh, when technology was clunky and difficult to move around. <laughs> yeah. I loved those days. But you told this great story on Attack of the Show. Where you said you used to play in college this game called Was it Knock Knock My Butt? <laughs> knock Knock It's My Butt. Which. <laughs> I hadn't Chris, planned. Chris, get it right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, first of all, I hadn't planned on telling that story there. It kind of just, uh, kind of just came out because we were talking about college, and I guess I've been a little loose-lipped about uh, my college days and certain like interesting oh, we'll get to that. things that have <laughs> yeah. happened there. Which, yeah, we'll get which to that. I always, you know, when I say them in in a what I think is a humorous context, and I just think everyone's gonna get it. Mm-hmm. The way that I mean it to yeah. be gotten, mm-hmm. but that doesn't always happen. <laughs> you, you were you were giving the internet entirely too much credit to <laughs> to recognize <laughs> subtle humor and irony humor, and things. Yeah. They will take everything you say um, at, at face at, value. At it's, face it's value, it's very bizarre. But that game I actually did play, which I thought was really funny, because 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 uh, you know you just well at, at theater school you just have these doors. That you can use in scenes when you need to like enter, enter a room or leave. This is like some sort of Hogwarts for actors. <laughs> Magic doors. Do you get do you get the letter when you're 11? You're like you're an actor. <laughs> I did. And it's brought to you by a guy in owl makeup. <laughs> How is he was, <laughs> <laughs> He's just sweating beads of sweat over the. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Just talk. Um. Yeah, so people got a kick out of the game. It's not like I played it all the time. Well, I, but I, when I did, man. Now I'm 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 a little <laughs> fuzzy on the details. How did it go? Well, I would I would like <laughs> I would like pull down my pants 
to reveal my butt. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'd make someone, I'd like knock on the door and someone would have to answer it. It would be like, I wouldn't say knock, knock. I'd literally knock on the door uh-huh. twice. And then <laughs> a person would open it and it would just be my butt. <laughs> That's that's literally all that happened that, in this in this so called game. It wasn't it wasn't so much game as like entertainment pre class starting. <laughs> like the teacher's not there yet, and I would be like, "What a great opportunity to show my ass to all my friends." It'll, it it re- it really will spruce up a Henry Miller piece. <laughs> yeah, you know. or how many it's like right before we did Chekhov. How many guys tried it, and how many of those guys were arrested? Um, you know, no other guys really. Nobody else really participated in the game. People loved being the person to open the door, but nobody <laughs> so, and, really. But you're not, look, you're not looking role. at butt holes. You're just looking at just just sort of no, general it's like butt crack, meat. like upper crack and and cheeks. Uh huh. I'd yeah. say. Nice. And I also did a good pregnant stomach. You, so could, that you, was, could, you could distend your... Yeah, like, yeah. That's nice. Which was awesome, because I wasn't, I wasn't like, large in college, so it always looked really cool, like, actually pregnant. Well, I guess you and don't have to... And there was a guy that did that with me. We have photos. I guess you I don't do have to right do now. that, because uh, <laughs> Pete Campbell's sterile, from what I understand. It's true. Oh, yeah, right. Bringing that shit up. Nuts. <laughs> um, how do you... Because we, we, uh, we had John Hamm on the episode, and then we had Joel on this episode, uh, on, on another episode. Yes, yeah. So we've had... Two of your co-stars. It's like the um, connection. It is. On, on the, it's all on the coming P-cast. together right now. This is like the last season of Lost. It's really everyone's. Well, I don't. Oh but gosh, I don't. But all I, questions will be answered today. <laughs> but not really. Alison Brie, I want. I really want people to understand what you know. This this idea of you doing these two these two shows that are both really successful. What it's like to work in this business is first of all. It's hard enough to get a job. True. Then it's hard enough to keep that job. Then it's hard enough to make sure that job gets picked up. <laughs> then it, which means, you know, goes to air. Then it's hard enough to make sure the show stays on the air. Then on top of that, if you get past all of those hurdles, <laughs> the fact that the show might be good is really incidental. Yeah. So the fact that you're on two of the best shows on television and one's a comedy and one's a drama is remarkable to me. I mean, gee, Chris, when you put it like that, I feel really proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God, I'm so much better than this podcast. <laughs> Wait, See oh, later. oh, I should have brought that out at the end. <laughs> Got to keep her down now. So you're working on those two. No, uh, no, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. I do. I do feel really insanely lucky all the time because it is, you're right. It's a total crapshoot. And it's not like I'd love to take credit for it. Like, oh, yes, I, I have very high standards and I chose Mad Men and then I chose Community. But that's not really always how it goes. You're really just like, oh, God, I hope I get it. Yeah, I hope I get it. Shit well, it's like what's neat though is really that like you that. get for that. you as a performer, you get to like do, do two different types of like you know like roles. Like, yeah. at the same time. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, but I mean, my point is like when I auditioned for Mad Men, it was I didn't know what the show was going to be like. It hadn't started airing yet, so it was the script seemed great. They wouldn't release anything about it. And they were sort of like, you know, it might just be this one episode, one episode. Mm-hmm. And, and then I didn't even hear back from them for a couple of weeks. And Matt Weiner told me later that I didn't really get the part oh. <laughs> originally. Well, he said, you know, they did a whole casting session and then they did a whole nother casting session because the director of that episode was like, I don't think we found Trudy yet. And then a couple weeks later, they still hadn't found her. And Matt Weiner was like, Let's bring the tapes back out, as he tells it. Bring the tapes back out. With the, who was that Brie girl? Yeah. It so, was me, baby. So, another, nice. so basically, the second round of girls just failed harder. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, it's, it's pure luck. But, but, no, you're phenomenal but, on the show, by the way. Like that, that to character, my credit, I stayed on the show, and Trudy sort of, you know. Trudy is, Trudy is such, a, such a great character, and especially that moment when you go out of town and 
Pete fucks the girl and it fucks the nanny next yeah. door. And then just that weird moment where <laughs> you realize what happened and you just, her character is just like, nope, everything's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, Trudy is going to have some sort of uh, uh, a Betty Draper breakdown, breakdown at some point. I don't know. Oh, she was I, making sandwiches at the, in the last season finale. That's I got true. sandwiches for everybody. <laughs> don't fuck them, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to fuck the sandwiches. I won't leave you or anything, yeah. but just don't fuck them because well, they're actually, fresh. What's the worst they could have if you fuck a sandwich? Can't get them pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They write Trudy really well that she is sort of she, well, she really wants the marriage to work, I think. To her credit, she's a very determined woman. Right. You know, yeah. and she can be sort of manipulative in trying to make... I think in the first season, I felt like, oh, Trudy's so awesome. Like, she manipulated him into getting this apartment right away. Like, she always gets her way. Yeah. And then, like, very quickly learned that that was not going to be the case at all. <laughs> which kind of makes her more endearing, I think. Because... You know, she sticks with him, even though he's horrible. Is the is it? I mean, because you you must pretty much go uh, community. And that goes on hiatus. You go right into Mad Men, or is there yeah. overlapping? There was, you know, last season the overlap going into Mad Men. There is not one, but last season coming out of Mad Men, Community started about a month. We still had a month left of shooting for Mad Men when we started Community. Mm-hmm. There it is. I got that sentence. Yes. I came. I, I came around. You know, I took a couple laps. We're and all then waiting I for it. That was a good. That was a that was a Carrie Strug uh, style <laughs> dismount there. But you, you but stuck, I, eventually it. I stuck, stuck it. Finish the sentence. Finish the sentence. So yeah, there was about a month of overlap, uh, to say it plainly, and it it was awesome because it, it really felt. Like, you know, as an actor, you want to be busy and have stuff going on. And it was kind of cool to go to community in the morning and Mad Men at night and then yeah. community again the next morning and just be like, ah, this is my life. It's crazy. Oh, <laughs> I need an assistant to manage all my emotions. <laughs> this is it really it really is. It's such a bizarre um, like I don't know. I don't know how people just I don't know how actors just like if I didn't have stand up. To, to be able to do in those moments when I'm not hosting something, right. I would go f- out of my fucking mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it, you know, this summer, it's been odd because Mad Men's in production and I get to I get to pop in over there, but it's much less... Now, after being on Community for eight months of, of just nonstop, it's five days a week, it's crazy 15-hour days, you mm-hmm. know, which is great. We love it. It's We love to be there all the time. There's nowhere we'd rather be and everybody's so, so great over there, but... Then the summer comes, and I'm like, well, it's, it's great, because yay, thank God everything worked out with Mad Men, and I can do season four, and that's so fabulous. Um, but you just never know how it's going to go. So there is a lot more downtime, and yeah. Then you, then I find myself being like, hmm, like, I guess I'll do some podcasts. What do you, <laughs> wait, just this podcast, right? <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just doing every podcast oh. I could find. Oh, There's wow, like that's... If really, I knew more uh, about the internet, I'd make a funny reference here. But I'm, I'm into not a reference really to other work on the reference, and then we can cut it in. Uh, yeah, we'll so I say, um, what, Corolla. Well, we bring you back in for pickups <laughs> yeah. for the podcast, and we do some. Um, yeah. So, what other types of stuff? I mean, I, I, so it's been like so. The summer is filled with with like press opportunities, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I'm going to do some show with Danny Pudi, I think at. Some some improv show at I.O. West. This oh, nice. Danny Pudi is, yeah. a, you know, I, I met Danny because he's really good friends with my girlfriend Janet. And I, so we... I, oh, I, you mean the dog Janet. <laughs> when Okay, when Allison came in to my house, my dog Scott uh, obviously came up and started sniffing her business. And my girlfriend Janet was in the kitchen. And so just following the food chain of respect, I said... This is Janet. But because Allison wasn't looking up, she was looking down at the dog. She goes, hi, Janet, and started petting the dog. I hadn't seen, you know, the woman standing in the kitchen. So the door opens and the dog comes 
right out. And yeah. He was like, this is Janet. So we had to move Scott out of the way so Janet could go up and yeah. Alice in, in the business as yeah. well. Um, but but, it, then it's just, uh, but like when you heard Scott, you're like, oh, obviously Scott is a dog's name. And then you realize. <laughs> yes. And then I was like, oh, now yeah. I've gotten it all straight. It was out. really weird. My, I, I used to live, uh, when I first got Scott, I lived in uh, West Hollywood. And which is, if you don't know, aren't familiar with Los Angeles, is uh, where the gay uh, gentlemen live. Um, I'm I just, glad you I just said mimed, it like that. Because otherwise, I would have been like, "What does he mean, gay gentleman?" But then yeah. you did a weird. Time. I just, yes, I just, yeah. I just did space work of me straightening my tie. Like I'm, actually, I would do, I would do a bow tie. You do a bow tie. I, 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 I did a straight yeah. one. Um, nice. And uh, I, I imagine that my neighbors just thought that I had a really fucked up relationship with my gay lover. I'd be like, Scott, get on the floor, Scott, <laughs> Scott, you can't shit there. Like it was, it was a weird. It was a very weird uh, relationship. And then a good pee, good yeah. pee, Scott. Way to go, Scott. <laughs> Well, I don't know. They have a fucked up relationship, but it sounds like the other guy is pretty well trained. (laughs) Um, So, what are you getting? You must be getting offers for movies and. Um, you'd think that. No, um, no, (laughs) no. I've been trying to trying to get into the movie game. It's more difficult than you would think these days. I think the movie business does not, they still, in this day and age, don't recognize television as a real <laughs> thing. They're medium. like, oh. they, Well, I mean, first of all, it, I have to say that it has been, it, scheduling is an issue because the shows do go back right. to back. So it is sort of, you know, and, and, and there's a bit of negotiating that takes place to, to even let me get the okay to do Mad Men again mm-hmm. for season four. So it's sort of like, then you don't want to kind of just rush off and you know to wherever right so we were trying so so it kind of narrows the field when you're looking at films that are shooting in la Mm -hmm. only on this time and will they let you out to do this and and people are kind of like no (laughs) that's pretty fun though that's 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 when you start getting into luxury problems it's It's true this is is not a problem i can (laughs) share with many people i can't go do this movie because i am doing my two hit television shows life is awful what's the what's the comedy show you're gonna do with danny well I don't really know. I think it's called Armando. Oh yes, the Armando. The Armando show. show. Yeah, yeah, it's it's sort of like ASCAD oh. at UCB. You do you do uh, a monologue. Okay, good. Oh, that's what I thought. You do an improvised because, monologue, but for, yeah, yeah, with a suggestion yeah. from the audience. Danny yeah. had told. I've seen Danny do the show, and then he was like, "You should come and do it with me next time." And I said, "Absolutely." And then I got an email from him a couple of days ago that was like, "Hey guys, we're all going to do this improv show and blah blah." And the way the wording in the email somehow suggested to me. That we were just going to be doing improv sketches, which I've never done before. I think you're allowed to as the host of our. I think you are, but, but all, you don't have to. But all, all, the, all that you're really required to do is come out at the beginning of the show and you say, "Hello, I'm Armando." Like whoever's the monologist right. is Armando for the for the iOS I version. I have to say that my name is Armando. Yes, and then I believe you that's take a, a suggestion yeah. from the audience. And then, yeah, <laughs> that's then that's all do we this. do in this business. Oh, we're just dear. we're just professional liars. Oh, man. Yeah, that's all it is. And uh, and then you you kind of improvise. Well, and then uh, doesn't somebody like ten minutes? Oh, and then well, they, the audience people will be like banana, and yes. then I'll be and like, oh my god, this yes. one time. Yeah. Yes, and then however you interpret that, you can, can spin you in another story, and then the the imp, the improv actors they will come out and. Off of yeah. your story. And that's yeah. always that's a blast. I just uh, did ASCAP monologues like uh, last weekend. Yeah. And it's a it's a blast because it's like a, like it's so nerve wracking because I'm like, what if someone says something and I just and I can't, can't think of a think story. Of that's what and I'm even, thinking. I was even like more scared because like I was like, what if uh, they say a word and like it reminds me of something from my act, and then my brain's going to be trying so hard to not, not to do that. Yeah. Because like they, heard, they hate it. They hate it if you're yeah. a stand up and you go into your act because it doesn't it doesn't you're, you don't have to be funny per se. You just need to it give the actors good information. Like, yeah. Just yeah. details. Yeah. Is very important. So that they can create yeah. stuff. Sketches. But it was, yeah. It was a yeah, blast. Yeah, I saw Joe Latrulio do it for ASCAT once yeah, yeah. before. He's great. It was really funny. 
Joe's really great. He's yeah, he's awesome. You like Joe Latrulio? I love Joe. He's been to my house before, Joe Latrulio. Uh-huh. Here's other people I like. <laughs> I also like wheat toast. <laughs> Why is he just listing things? And he Some dog. Give a Most shit. Cats. <laughs> <Most> cats. <laughs> I'm told I interrupt the guests too much. No. By one guy. Stop so. stop reading things. <laughs> when people direct when people direct tweets at you, you I know. can't not read them. Well what did I got true. like a like a, like um, on Friday someone's like, I follow at my Mar- at my Myra and um at Nerdus, but I'm not gonna follow at Jonah Ray because <laughs> why? I don't care. And like don't follow Jonah Ray. And I was like, well, that's But they had to put your name in there so it would come up in your Yeah, exactly. Thingy, they didn't have he could have just thingy. said my name and not do the at. No, they want you to and I was, you know, I, I typed up a little draft of a retort, and then I, I was like, and then you're always like, it's not it. worth it. I always do yeah. the same. I'm always like, this will be my clever response. And then yeah. I sit there and I go, oh, Are you, control how, yourself, Allison. It's not worth it. Do you, yeah. you? But people must be, in general, pretty sweet to you. It's on, true. On no, they are. I love my Twitter followers. <laughs> They're so great. No, th- this morning I tweeted something about. The American President. Have you seen that movie? Yes. It's fabulous. Yes. And I was sort of like, is it wrong that I always watch this anytime it's on? Like, I always watch it. In fact, I was watching it this morning just because I have it DVR'd from like two weeks ago. Nice. Like at 8 a.m. this morning. Like, I woke up and the first thing I did this morning was like, I'm going to watch The American President. I have movies like that where it's just like, it's a, just an odd movie that I just like to have on. Or just yeah, like put it on exactly. whenever. Exactly. I just yeah. put it on and then I was kind of like doing stuff. Yeah. And, uh... And anyway, I was sort of like, hmm, dee, 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 dee. and then I got some Twitter responses, and everyone was like, I love that movie. You're not weird. We love you. Like, it was <laughs> That's fabulous. All you did it for. That's Thanks. all you ever want to hear. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, yay, we I, all watched this movie together. That was the Aaron Sorkin movie, right? Yeah. That sort of spawned West Wing? Yeah, I mean, I, well, I don't know. I mean, Michael Douglas? Yeah, yes. yes. I wish they had just referred to, referred to him. I wish they had referred to him as excuse me, American president, American president. I wish they had referred to him as American president. I used to get it confused with Dave. Yes, yes. Well, because I the love a good, yes. a good love presidential romantic comedy. Dave is great. I love Dave. Well, do the, did those come around around the same time? I think so. I think they was might that like have. a trend yeah. in movies? And, that's and, how was, and what was the one with the uh, Jack Lemmon? And uh, they were like the both couple. Running, they were what? both running for president <laughs> yeah. again. No. Oh, they were both former presidents. Grumpy old presidents. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Grumpy old presidents. This is not the same. Dan it's Aykroyd not the same was in genre. it. No. no. All right. I, I, oh, then there's King Ralph. I really, really like Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> By the way, my favorite joke in all the entire... I'm sorry, this is going to get nerdy for a second, Allie. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. My favorite joke. joke in all of um, the Buffy Vampire Slayer series was... There's an episode where their memories get wiped, and then they get their memories back at the end, and... Uh, one of the one of the uh, one of the characters starts. He bursts out laughing. He's like, ah, "I just remembered King Ralph." <laughs> <laughs> Such a gorgeous joke. Nice. That Such a great. gorgeous. That was the character of Xander. Oh. <sighs> yeah, Xander I never watched that show. Good. I never yeah. got into it. You should. It's great. That's what I hear. A lot of people it. vouch for it. Yep. Uh, well, right here. I mean, I'm vouching for it. Some people that I I'm respect, for it people I respect that. Uh, I'm vouching for, for it. Other friends. Wait, are you I... following Matt and Allie, but not me? And you're telling me that in a tweet. <laughs> I'm vouching for it, Johnny. You can uh, oh, okay. watch it. Twitter if it's on. Rivalry. So mm-hmm. when you you know, where, where did you go to college? I went to CalArts, California Institute of the oh, Arts. Oh, you did? It's oh. a great school. I love it. It's kind of a shame that the only, you know, the only time I ever reference it is like when I'm talking about me running around naked. It's really a shame <laughs> because it was a really great school. Um, it afforded me a lot of great opportunities to be in wonderful shows. I studied in Scotland. I went abroad. They have a study abroad program. So, th- I mean, I can't say enough great things about CalArts. I love it. It's near the Six Flags, right? 
It is. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. I picked up a girl on a date uh, once at <laughs> went to school out there. Yeah. And, and then did you go to Six Flags on the date? No, it was like at night. I didn't know how far it was. Oh. I was like, oh, I'll pick you up and we'll go to like a, oh. like a, it was like I was 19. We went to some like <laughs> dumb hipster dance club in Hollywood. Oh, man. Like, hipsters club. have dance clubs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was back when like uh, bands like The Faint started happening and like all of a sudden hipsters were able to like dance all sexy and like uh, it was like a club underground. They play a lot of Smiths. I like sexy yeah. hipsters. And like, well, uh, when I hear the Smiths, I just think danceable. Yeah. <laughs> I love That's to cut a rug to girlfriend in a coma. They have upbeat rhythms. <laughs> you That's could true. Dance to that. I guess you could. I guess you I could. Mean, I mean, I to could. Yeah. Uh, and if it turns just a slow skank, you know. <laughs> slow, skank. slow skank sounds like a, like an insult to a girl. She's a slow skank. Actually, it yeah, sounds I've like been, a band that would have opened for yeah, yeah. <laughs> She'll fuck every guy, but she'll take a long time. She's she's a slow skank. Her time. Yeah. Slow burn. It's a slow yeah. burn. So when you. You grew up in Southern California? I did. I grew up in South Pasadena. South I Pasadena. I love South Pasadena. What? South Pasadena. Yes. Still live very around there. Fan. Yeah. I it's love the n- Not too far away from Huntington Gardens, one of my favorite places in the world. It's very Huntington nice. Gardens is yeah. fantastic. One yeah, of my I favorite like places it. in the world. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And they could use a roller coaster. <laughs> it's true. You just walk around. And I just wish there was a tram around from like you know the Chinese garden to the Japanese garden to the Australian forest. I just wish there was a tram. Cacti, I get it. <laughs> Some of those cacti blow your mind. It's pretty amazing. Some of them kind of look Seuss. like dick and balls. What? Some, some, some like they like true. they'll have like there's a lot of like hairy cactuses with like a long one and then two and then little, little buddies. Ones. It's true. Yeah, two little <laughs> buddies little right buddies. next to it. I'll confirm this. I, yes. took a, I, I, I took a picture at Huntington Gardens of a tree that has roots that are above ground, and they look like black dongs. Like it, I gotta, I, I'll pull it up on my phone because it is literally the most insane. We'll have to link it. I mean, it's. Oh, I, thank God, because I need to see this <laughs> now. I'm obviously, I obviously have the humor of a 15 year old, so I, a lot of times I'll be like, snicker. Mm. But th- this, this was so unforgivably dong esque that I, I don't think you couldn't deny it. You can't. You no can try to would. deny it, and you would be wrong. Mm. Scientists uh, think that about this plant. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Scholars have not debated it because of how obvious it is that they're black dogs. But let's talk. Well, actually, Allie, let's talk for a second about um, some recent uh, some recent hubbub that's been created on the internet. You wrote a uh, a sexy semi autobiographical tale. Which I yes. assume was probably embellished for comedy reasons. <laughs> yes, and I'm glad you brought this up, Chris. Chris Hardwick, <laughs> You're because um, I believe that it was it was sort of taken out of context. I was actually a bit horrified um, and also slightly flattered that people just kind of picked my story out of this book and chose to kind of. I mean, when taken out of context, it is a quite graphic story. So, a little bit of backstory. <laughs> so what, 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 what's the book and where did the story... Well, here's the thing. It, so it started as a show at UCB. So it was an Upright Citizens Brigade show mm-hmm. um, started by friends of mine, Laura Kindred and Alexandra Lydon. I think I'm pronouncing her last name. They're oh, was good, this, great uh, friends of mine. This is mortified, right? <laughs> uh, no, oh. it was just called Worst Laid Plans. Oh, that's right. Yes, Worst Laid Plans. Yeah. True Tales of Terrible Sex. And it's a, it was a series of monologues. So all these girls and one guy would, would do these series of monologues it, like vagina monologues but a little more you know terrifying because they're just about you know terrible sex mm-hmm. your worst your worst sex ever and I had guested on the show a couple times and and done this as a monologue along you know a lot of people guested Amy Poehler Janine Garofalo you know they kind of had lots of different buzzy women come in to do right. it I was really flattered to have been asked and I thought oh I have this great story about having sex with my gay friend in college <laughs> it's hilarious so, but I had never really done anything like that before. So I sat down and I was like, I got to craft this into more of a monologue and add 
an intro and kind of give it some context. Yeah. Otherwise, it's sort of just like, so I had sex with my gay friend once. Good yeah. night. You know? Spike the microphone. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you, UCB Los Angeles. So, um, no, you want to give it a little flavor and, and, and whatnot. So I did, and it, it always went over well. As a monologue, so then they, they adapted it into a book, and they asked me to be a part of the book. And again, I was very flattered to be a part of it. There's 39 other comedians, actresses, writers that did it. I was like, I'm going to be published in a book. This is awesome. <laughs> <That's really laughs> Not really thinking about what was about to be published. Yes, and I totally just, and I also just thought it would absolutely get lost in the shuffle. My story along with, the, you know, and I didn't really know how much press they were doing for the book itself. And, mm-hmm. and you know, a day after it was released, it was it was like oh, everywhere man. on the internet. I was just getting texts from like random guys I knew from high school, <laughs> like "Hey, <laughs> I, actually called, I actually called Donald Glover uh, just to just checking in, and was like, "Are you in LA?" And he was like, "No, but I've been online, and I heard you're a freaky freak." Oh no! I was like, Donald. You know, so again, I'll say when taken out of context, the story does seem quite graphic and overwhelming. But, but I was a bit dismayed at the fact that people thought it was this like true sexual confession, especially this one term where I, I guess I referenced being the quote unquote queen of copulation, which is now like a headline on uh, certain websites, as if as if it's just like you said, totally true, like taken at face value. Whereas I just thought it was a couple of nifty adjectives. Well, that you I can't just become in. the queen of copulation. First of all, the king has to die, and then the well, queen will take over. And then if you're a bastard child, that's true. So there's there is there is a I mean, line my of lineage, royalty. I know, but you know, my father was the, no <laughs> the king of. Yes. I can't. I can't. No. You just I'm, can't. You just can't. You just can't. Let's not. I'm trying to. I'm let's still not, trying to keep the story out of my dad's range. Let's not delve into it sexual ro- sexual yet, royalty so. chain. Oh, your parents don't know about it yet. No, my mom knows. My mom actually came to my first performance of the show and thought it was hilarious. She understood that it was embellished for comedy, especially. I, I would. I can't stress enough, especially the intro and terms like that. Like, it, it was more just for comedic context. And though the story is true, I'm not trying to. Cop out of that, but it's fun, you know. But, but I thought what was so what I thought was so well written about it is just just, just in the, the description of you convince your gay friend to have sex with you, and then and then he he you, I I think I remember that he kind of described the experience as slippery or like there was some sort of a weird like. Like he, oh, it was just dear. described in such a way where someone who wouldn't be into that would just kind of point it, out the accidental qualities of the experience. It you was know? more just the funny thing about the queen of copulation term is that the that the irony is that the whole story is supposed to be about my lack of experience, really, and the fact that I'm obviously not great at this, and that it's like going so terribly wrong the whole time, <laughs> and it did. Like, and there were just a number of opportunities for us to kind of just call it quits and be like, you know, we gave it a good try, and I just wouldn't <laughs> back down. Like, I, I would. Did you not put on Tom Petty's "I Won't Back Down" in the background? <laughs> no, he put on Madonna's "Erotica," and I would like <laughs> to point out. Well, <laughs> did he also? Did he also plant a red flag in the floor <laughs> at the same time? He did. He did it. And at one point, I suggested that we move. The the mattress into the closet um, so that he'd feel more comfortable and I genuinely did not see the irony of this at the time genuinely did not wow. realize it until until recalling it later um, you know it's I don't a gor- know it's a gorgeous story and I also think what's interesting <laughs> and maybe you can sort of take this as a hey my career is going pretty well but it must be sort of weird when you're used to just being able to say whatever you want no one says anything you're yeah. below the radar <laughs> 
And then all of a sudden, like, Everything why the fuck say. do they care about that? Absolutely. That was one of the things, that was the the interesting thing about having it, where I, when I said I was a bit flattered, that's where that came, that was the only thing flattering. But some some of the websites genuinely got where I was coming from. Mm-hmm. And, and there were some flattering things said about, about it being a funny story and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, but yes, I was very surprised that I was like, really? Out of everybody in the... Like, really? They picked out my, you know, story? It seemed... Well, I it think did they, seem kind of odd. And then you did, that switch flicks on in your head like, oh, I better watch what I say from now on. I better watch how often I describe in-depth stories of sex with gay men from now on. I think there's a meta-context, though, which is that... You know, maybe people just didn't perceive you as a comic the way that, like, if Janine told that story right. or if or Amy, Amy told that yeah. story. And so they think, no, no, she's an actress. Right. And so, that's so this good. must be, you know. Yeah. So I, I don't but know if like, maybe. you're doing this, like, serious confessional. Yeah. Do, yeah. You ha- do you have some sort of grizzled old publicist who's like, Ellie, you can't buy this kind of press. <laughs> More no. slippery sex gay stories. <laughs> I know. I told my team and I was like, it's all over. What should we do? And they were like. It's fine. Come on. It's funny. Everybody will... It's going to blow over. Hey. No I, pun yeah. intended. I'd say that uh, a, a story like that could get a young gal up the Maxim Hot 100 list. Oh, oh, dear. Wait, wait, wait. Before we stop talking about the story, I would like to say... Because I felt like the one thing that made me kind of... <gasps> about it instantly was like, oh, God, NBC. Like, you know, like, I play a, a bit of a, you know, buttoned-up character on mm-hmm. the show. And I was a bit... I was worried uh, about their reactions. former speed freak. <laughs> That's true, but but she's she's I don't she's not really a prude actually. She kind of makes out with a lot of people. Yeah. But anyway, my point is that the writers on our show loved this story and it was actually referenced before the book came out because I wrote it. I mean, probably almost a year before the book came out and and it was referenced on the show in our STD episode. That's oh, fantastic. I, I got to, yeah, through my character. Yeah. Nice. So, so it all know. tied up. It all in came the together. End. Yeah. What are the two experiences like? If so, on the days when you're shooting Community and then you're going to shoot Mad Men, what is the <laughs> is 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 the is the mad is the Mad Men set kind of madcap and sort of because it's so such a serious show or is it is it very very heavy? You know, in it, everybody on the show is so they can all be very funny. John Hamm obviously has Hilarious. a great sense of humor. Yeah. Elizabeth Moss, you know, she's just didn't get him to the Greek and like everybody has a great sense of humor. But I. And Vincent Carthizer, who plays my husband, is super funny. Um, but it always does seem more serious to me, only because when I'm there, the majority of the time, I'm not with everyone. It's just me and Vinny doing our our oh, scenes yeah. at home. So the best way that I always like to describe it is is by volume. Uh, it's like when I'm on the community set, it's like outrageously loud, and nobody shuts up ever. It, it, it's like being on a playground with like wild kids. Comedy like, dog it's like Super so rambunctious. Like it's, everybody's always there, like in the, the yeah. Room, it's so. pretty. We're pretty much all there all the time, and everybody's just like one person makes the joke, and then we just run with that bit mm-hmm. for the next six hours yeah, I you know? imagine, like, between having like Pootie and like Donald oh and my god Joel and there. Donald will get on these tears and we're on the floor you know but then we all need to like contribute it's it's so fun but then you know we'll get over to Mad Men and this you know the nature of the scenes is quite serious mm-hmm. and and it's just Vinny and I so it is it's just it's very quiet it's very focused and mm. and there is there's a lot of not that there's not a lot of nuance that you want to get on community, but I think we actually get more of it when we're joking and finding all these mm-hmm. other little things and then kind of flow right into it. Whereas on Mad Men, sometimes it's obviously much more subtle and finding that nuance is a bit trickier. So it's like 
a different dance. Yeah, yeah. Do you, have you ever suggested just putting a laugh track under your scenes with Vincent? You know, I have, and they just... They just won't do it? Yeah, it's so weird. How is it... I, you know, what I'm curious <laughs> to know is, as, as, a, as a performer... Do you go into a different headspace? I mean, not just uh, that the characters are different, but do you go into like comedy mode versus like, you know, are you, do you purposely hit different beats in drama mode or do you just kind of not think about it? You know, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think it's more about the characters. The characters are so different. So like Trudy speaks with a certain cadence and Annie's voice is different and they walk different. And, and, you know, what's different about Mad Men you know, with Community, we were still finding our groove. Even though it's like I've logged many more hours under Community, we've done three years going into the fourth year on Mad Men. Mm-hmm. So it's easier. That character is so well-established kind of after three seasons, mm-hmm. and they write her so well and that sort of thing. Whereas on Community, it's like you're finding it. We're she's still developing. It. She's, she's still changing. Yeah, like and he, we'll continue to yeah, develop. And, and same up, with Trudy. Yeah. Develops all the time. But... <laughs> That just sounded so weird. <laughs> Trudy develops all the time. She's, she's quite the developer. Constantly developing. Let me tell you. She's still getting her um, boobs. There are a lot of similarities between the two characters. But there's uh, there's also like subtle differences. Like, uh, Could you do uh, like a Trudy line and then an uh, Annie line back to back? And we can hear the, the differences? No. <laughs> a terrible I thing mean, to ask dance, someone. monkey, dance. No, I just like, it's funny because... We like, brought you these clothes. <laughs> Will you put them on? I mean, Cause, no. No, because uh, recently I was like, I was watching a, like a DVR Mad Men and I turned it off and then like Community was on. And it was funny because it was just like a scene with you and then like it was like a scene like in both. Like, and I remember just, <laughs> I was like, awesome. it's like, oh wow, it's so, it's so uh, like, just like minute, like it's very, very neat. Thank you. Yeah, that was cool. I don't know. I'm hesitant to do it now. Don't no, do it. What if I, what you don't if have I to do it. do it. I would feel, well, I would feel so I would uncomfortable if so someone was like, like, do that thing that you do on your show. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, uh, hey. Self-awareness time. Um, me, me, my mom. You're the first uh, <laughs> female guest in the podcast. Yes, uh, I, I can't believe you didn't bring that up sooner. I it's a, thought it's we a would big deal. With that. And I never intended to do 19 episodes of Dudes first. It's, you know, like the first. The <laughs> first which is what our first uh, greatest hits. Can we, greatest can we go back and rename the podcast 19 episodes of Dudes? 19 episodes, 19 episodes of Dudes. dudes. Some girl on, some, some, someone on Twitter was like, um, I'm not going to listen to the Nerdist podcast because I'm not into misogyny. And I was like, that's a big word for a bro. That's why I haven't talked. Um, no, but, but, but I honestly, like, I am, I am not misogynistic at all. I mean, I we, mean have, sure we, have, you are. we have dude energy, <laughs> but, but I feel like, you know, I had, I had asked uh, a handful of people, a handful of female guests to do the show, and scheduling-wise, none of them... It's weird to hear you say that, because like, like as soon as I came in here, you had me do the dishes, <laughs> and like... What? So and we're all drinking dude energy just, drinks. There are just some like, grease stains. There are just some grease stains that just cannot be removed by... <laughs> by a man yeah. hand. The it's our calluses. They won't allow yeah. it. They won't. They won't allow it. I'm out in the fields thinking about sports all day. Oh. You know, working well, on my really steel saying, job. Though, at the heart of this, you're like you were the first girl that was just totally available to do this. Mm. I read this story that you wrote on the internet, and I was like, this girl is up for she, anything. She'll clearly do anything. <laughs> wow. By the way, I just want to say this podcast feels a little slippery, and uh, it's. Can we do it in the closet? This is not a quote. This is a slippery thing. This that is, wasn't this a, is a misquote. It is. I don't know. I thought that's what I read. That you said that he thought. Well, without I, I don't want to get too graphic. The term with it. slippery. People should buy the book. If any, if any, what's the name of the book? Take anything away from this. It's called Worst Laid Plans. Worst Laid Plans. Worst Laid Plans. I just wanted to plug. It's that. called. They've changed because you get so much press. They've changed it to Allison Bree's gay, gay sex. <laughs> Allison Sorry. Bree presents. Allison Bree presents Worst Laid Plans. <laughs> <laughs> In the closet. Oh my gosh. I was just in Toronto. Uh, we were doing press for community and I found my favorite new 
MTV Toronto or like MTV Canada show called One Girl Five Gays. Oh, I've heard of that. Well, Have that you? doesn't yeah, sound so offensive. <laughs> what is that about? <laughs> they just sit around and talk about stuff. It's not yeah. as exciting as it sounds or, or when you hear the title. It's also known as uh, Every Girl's Fantasy. <laughs> just to have five gays around and just or, get the fucking talk. Or Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I think I missed They're the They're not more, dwarves, are the they? More, are they Canadian no, dwarves? Some were dwarves. No, none of them were dwarves. amazing. They alternate, though, so there might be some in the mix. I don't know. I, they literally, is it just, I watched is, it minimally. They just hang out, isn't it? I think so, but there kept being ads. Like, the one I was watching, which was airing in the middle of the afternoon, was like, not the real one that people are supposed to watch, which airs at midnight, and it's oh, like, right. the more, like the gritty one. Mm-hmm. And I talked to someone mm-hmm. later while I was still in Toronto, and they were like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, girl. It was a gang guy. He was like, <laughs> he was was like one you of the five? have got to. Mm-hmm. No, no. Although some of them reached out to me on Twitter after I tweeted that. Whoa. Um, the host, the girl, was like, you're awesome. They're very progressive in Canada. <laughs> oh, a girl, five gays. Toronto. They have ketchup-flavored chips, which I'm a Do huge fan. Yes. They also have chip nuts, which I got in a gift basket, and it's a peanut wrapped in a Pringle, like like surrounded by Pringle. Oh, wow. So you just eat it like they're like round balls like nuts. But <laughs> Oh, Allison, please. <laughs> Come on now. But they have Pringles around them, which is how I, I always like to eat my nuts. Is wrapped in Pringles. Does, Pringles. Pringles. No, you realize you're going to get a bunch of tweets from dudes now like, I wrap my nuts in Pringles, Allison Brie. <laughs> when a Pringle, when a Pringle is not Pringle-shaped, is it a Pringle anymore? That's what I want yes, to know. Yes, I, I ate them, and taste. it does still taste like Pringle. Yeah. But I think he's saying philosophically because they have that they specific have shape. How are you supposed to make the dust? It's true. So. Well, they don't say Pringle on the bag. <laughs> they just say chips. So chips are on nuts, this but Pringle thing is like you saying... Well, I'm categorizing it. It wasn't like a Lay's. It wasn't thin. It was a sturdy chip. It it, it had the Pringle flavor, mm. like a gangsta Pringle. Not <laughs> did you notice the way I did that? <laughs> I see what you did there. I love Canada. Toronto is such a phenomenal city. I think oh, my favorite fantastic. thing about Toronto is they. Well, first of all, it's a well planned, clean city. Yes, gorgeous. The most amazing hot dog carts. In oh. any city, they, like at their subways, which are very clean and safe. I didn't they have all these it. hot dog carts. <laughs> And you, why is that funny? Very clean and safe. You they just are clean and safe. I didn't have one. I, well, I didn't have Best one. hot dogs in the world. I don't eat hot dogs. Really? I don't like to eat well, anything that's shaped that like a on, dong. What? Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> you, you don't, you're not, remember that in uh, Superbad where he can't eat anything oh, shaped super- like penises? <laughs> I really like that part of the movie. I, I'm an asshole. I've never seen Superbad. Oh my oh, God, you should see Doesn't it. Doesn't make you an asshole. Don't worry about it. I just, there's, there, are, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of... I don't... Oh, I love that movie. So charming. Yeah. I had a Netflix that shit. Yeah, I like it. You should. Yeah, yeah it's a good movie. Joe I mean, Julio's in it. Yeah, a lot of people are in it. Uh, no, just, just Joe. Just Joe. It's a one man <laughs> show. Uh, it's, a, it's a good movie. I'd imagine if I was. Uh, does Michael Sarah do that kind of slow talking, stuttery character that he does? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. And, and Jonah so Hill yells fabulous. a lot. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's made for them. But what's a, it's a good movie, too, because it's like, I'd imagine, though, if I was uh, 18 and I just graduated from high school. And I saw that movie that summer. It came out. It would be like a lot of yeah. It would be one. It would of be your the, Breakfast Club. Yeah, totally. exactly. Yeah, totally. my Breakfast Club. Your Breakfast Club. <laughs> it was my Breakfast. Not club. mine. Yeah. Breakfast Club was actually my Breakfast Club. That's true. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, I was in high school. And that movie I don't think. Came I, out. I, I, like, sadly to say, I think Can't Hardly Wait is my Breakfast Club. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I, I could share that with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, came out in '98. I was like, I was was sophomore mm. or junior or something like that. That's okay. I I, I won't fault you younger, for. But. I enjoyed the American, American no, I was Pie. Was like that. Yeah. <laughs> what? I saw American Pie. Oh yeah, American Pie. Pie. Like that was sort of like that. Yeah, American Pie. When did that come out though? Ninety nine. 
Yeah, yeah. though I remember Can't Hardly Wait in high school. I yeah. loved that movie. I saw it too. like three times in the theater. Oh, I saw it a ton of times. And then it was yeah. just on a, like a few weeks ago. And yeah, I, watched I was it again. watching it. Sort of like it's edited really like weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I don't fault you for that because yeah. um, I'm glad we could share this moment. Yeah, the, the they don't. Could they cut out the part where they go like Mike Dexter is an asshole and then oh, they, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like when they play. It's Sorry. like when they Chris play. I had to do. I, I, I did a sketch. I had, I had Peter Facinelli in a sketch uh, I did on Attack of the Show, and it like was so hard not to call him Mike Dexter all day. I just went like, uh, right, on this next one, Mike Dexter, you are a god. You are a role model. Hey, oh there's a gosh. hummingbird outside yeah, the window. I probably shouldn't mention it because our viewers can't hear Guys, let's just all take a, pictures. Let's all take a moment, not talk, and just. Marvel at the hummingbird. It's gone already. No. Yeah, it's gone. It's hard as beating so fast. <laughs> Just to keep it alive. Just to keep it alive. Just slow down. You yeah. can do better. Um, that's okay. I was just remembering that I'm pretty sure I lost my virginity to the song, to some Belinda Carlisle song. That's not forgivable. I'm so glad we could hear about that right now. That was good. That's what the hummingbird reminded me of. I lost my virginity to a hummingbird. It's a very long story. But their wings flap so fast. Uh, <laughs> I you can't not. imagine. Um, so what do, do you when you're not uh, when you're not acting on the television? What shows do you like? What do you like to watch? Do you like nerd? Do you like nerdy stuff or do you do you like? What's nerdy stuff like? What? Like did you watch? Did you watch like Firefly or you no, know like any? I don't of even the, know what that is. All right, well there you what go. What is that? It was a Joss Whedon show. Nathan Fillion. Oh, it was oh yeah, a, I love that show. Those guys are great. There you go. <laughs> Good. Hire me. Then <laughs> <laughs> they had a it's movie. She goes to Comic Con every year. We were just talking about. You've that. never been to Comic Con. No, but I really would like to go to Comic Con. But like I said, I would want a reason to go. Like I yeah. want to be, you know. But you don't have Allison to. Allison Brie for uh, Mary Jane. Did you, you have you witnessed? Oh, that's Star? right. Yeah. You don't Donald have to. You, but Comic Con has expanded to the point where. You could go as part of a community panel. Like it doesn't have to be. That's true. Well, yeah. so, similarly, I don't. I'm not saying that I have to do a superhero movie. Although I'd you should. probably pretty awesome. You should be yeah. pretty awesome in one. You really should. I she so. should be the new Mary Jane. And Donald Glover should be the new Spider Man. Hello. I really Donald like Glover for Spider Man. I'm into it. It's like I, I'm into he, it. I, I, really, I thought it was funny when he started tweeting about it, but then I thought about it for a second. I was like, like, no, that, that is fucking awesome. perfect. <laughs> it's yeah. such. A, it would be so fun. And that really took off. That was really exciting. Yeah, it was neat to see that. Yeah. They'll never do it. Yeah. I know. They're jerks. <laughs> DC, Pearson could, no. be, uh, could be Venom. We <laughs> 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 you about to do the impersonation. Yeah, I was about to do DC, but then it would have just come out wrong. <laughs> By wrong, do you mean horribly racist? <laughs> no, no. DC is the, uh, the white, blonde-haired, uh, dopey guy. Oh, I thought um, you were talking about Donald. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> No, but speaking of it, really, uh, there was a surge in racism after that kind of took off yes. on the internet. I got messages personally tweeted to me. Personally, like not wow. even to Donald, just to me, that would that were like, Spider-Man is white, not an afro. What? Whoa. Quoting Whoa. literally all in caps. And I was like, really? Yeah, Dan Harmon like, kept on like true. responding to people violently that were being racist about it on Twitter. Well, I'm glad to know that uh, there's a Venn crossover between uh, nerds and racists. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I like need superheroes white <laughs> the way Jesus intended. Oh, man. <laughs> original superhero, brother. He was the original superhero, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> you like comic books, huh? That's like some weird like Christian evangel- yeah. evangelist going to comic book stores. You like Superman? Let me tell you about the original Superman. You know, what is the problem? I mean, Afro-American people have black Vulcan. Isn't that not enough? Uh, no, it's not. No, somebody was like... <laughs> well, he wasn't... You know, what's he, that movie? What's that movie right now that there's controversy because they cast white actors to play these Asian roles? 
Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, that about? was uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Uh, oh, wow. Yes. Uh, Charlie Chan. So, oh, man, racist. Well, never mind. <laughs> but somebody sent me something about that, and they were like, if it's racist to cast white people in that movie, why isn't it reverse racism to cast a black man as Spider-Man? I was like, why are you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, Leave me alone. Yeah, I don't know. It's people are. It's weird what people get stuck in their craw yeah. about. We don't have to talk about racism anymore today, should we? guys. I think Thank we should you. really touch on it harder. <laughs> Look, guys, I came here for one reason. I just want to shed some light on racism. Let's also discuss abortion, healthcare, and I'm, Scientology. I am not for racism. So, <laughs> now that we've covered that. It sounds like a lot of white people in America have been bitten by a really racist radioactive spider. That <laughs> <laughs> makes them... Let's talk about how movies get edited for TV. Huh? <laughs> I think we've, talked about, we've touched on it before, but like... I'll say it again. My favorite, um, my favorite edited um, TV, TV line uh, is uh, in Big Lebowski when instead of saying uh, "This is what happens when you uh, fuck a stranger in the ass," uh, uh, he says, "This is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps." <laughs> <laughs> I think at that point they were probably just like, "It doesn't so even crazy. matter. It doesn't matter. He it just has to be something it doesn't weird. Matter. Yeah. See what happens, Larry. See what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. No, wait, stop uh, smashing wait. that. What are you talking uh, about? I don't understand that uh, train of logic. Legend has it <laughs> uh, when you're in the Alps oh, and you come across a stranger. Really terrible things. The movie takes a whole when they edited uh, this, this was a 70s movie called Smoking and the Bandit when they edited it for television <laughs> you just have to say I think Smoking and the Bandit staying on the dome I don't know if <laughs> everyone knows Smoking and the Bandit it's a 70s movie Allie doesn't know Smoking and the Bandit she knows hey, Smoking and the Bandit by name I know it alright yeah by name I haven't, yeah. I haven't actually seen it well, wait 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 hang on do you know who the Bandit is Burt Reynolds da, 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 oh Burt Reynolds oh, yeah let's just tell her I have a mustache. Well, yeah, that's how information is exchanged. Yet I'm doing this. You know, I was like, trying to tell it, you. So it was just, in her brain. I did appreciate the finger mustache. Yeah. I've heard it referenced before. So Jackie Gleason swears a lot in the movie. He plays sure this does. sheriff, and he, like everything. Oh, and, he's great in it. You some. You didn't need to say that. Yeah, I know. You some bitch. You very like he just swears the whole time. And so when they edit it for television. Clearly not his voice, and it was just like you scumbum, scumbum. Just ruined the. Why even bother? Let's let's start like taking like the weird swears we hear, uh, alternate like takes in movies, and just start using them in our everyday lives. Like start saying scumbum. This guy's a total scumbum. That fracking scumbum. Yeah. Now, see, fracking is, ba- is that is a that is a nerd. Uh, I, that is right from uh, Battlestar. That show, yeah. Yep, which I haven't watched. See, I kind of knew that. Mm. Yeah, you kind of knew that. Because yeah. I auditioned for something along those lines once, and I was like, "Frack? What is that?" Mean? <laughs> That's why I started uh, watching Heroes. <laughs> this is fracking, stupid. <laughs> no, I, I, I never watched Heroes, and then I auditioned for like a small part in it, and I was like reading the script. I was like, "Oh, it's about." No, this is not so bad. And I actually tuned into the show and like got caught up in it for a little while. Oh, you watched yeah. you watched Heroes? Yeah, for like the first two seasons. Yeah, I, I, I gave it a couple episodes. I would have never given just... a chance if I hadn't. Read I kind of so. missed the boat on it. And sometimes I feel like when you don't get into a show right away, then you need to wait, and then later you can rent it on DVD. That's what I did with Lost. Yeah, well, I was caught up by the end of Lost, but I didn't watch Lost until season four, and people, I was very reluctant. And then finally, someone was like, "Just watch, watch the first two episodes, and just." Yeah. See where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. See where it takes you, baby. Um, Cut to me, hold up in my room for like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, my uh, where my it girl- takes you is to heaven. That's where the show takes you. <laughs> um, my five, five seasons with of science and then heaven. Yeah, spiritual match. My girlfriend, uh, like, caught up on uh, f- like 
she had watched the first season and then caught up on the like other five seasons and then most of the sixth season like all the way up like within a month of time Ooh. like she like her brain was melting by the like time the like the season but it's so cool to do it like that because yeah. you make so many more connections exactly. whereas like once I was finally caught up and watching it on TV and waiting week to week I was like oh yeah, how am I gonna yeah. do this every, every time the show would end I would just be who like who is that this guy show. <laughs> fuck no I need it again and then like a, like a season like a season finale and then you I mean I, I always have that experience with Mad Men where I'm like well Another ten months to not see this show. <laughs> yeah, like it's, that's, it's that's a weird feeling. Like, uh, yeah. uh, like every time Mad Men ends, I'm just I'm like, oh. But the season finale <laughs> last season was so phenomenal. It, it almost great. could have been a series finale yeah. in a sense. Um, do you have I'm any? So glad I, it's not. You might, I'm <laughs> yeah. thrilled that it's not. Um, can, is, is there anything you can tell us about the show? Does it does it go forward a couple years, or does it? You can't tell. There's us Nothing anything. I can say about God. the show. <laughs> it's so rad, though. Like I really, I was expecting it to be a, like a bummer of a, a season finale because it just it was, gear, it was gearing up for that. Like everything was kind of going wrong. Betty was leaving. Like they're yeah, like, that, uh, that, Sterling that, Cooper was you, disintegrating. So when you say bummer, you mean downer. Like not, downer. not like yeah. unentertaining. That, that, yeah. that Draper no, no, House of is. Sadness cards that had been oh, built for the last yeah. few Although seasons. Although can I say both of them phenomenal? What a great um, season for amazing. the day. Oh, dude, that, like when like things got violent and scary. Yeah. Or, like I, yeah, really cool. I really got in. Yeah, everyone on the show is phenomenal. It, yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Uh, I just hope Sal comes people. back. I want Sal to come back so bad. <laughs> Sal's a fan favorite. Yeah, he's so <laughs> he, fun. He was, he was great. Yeah, he was great. Like his his episodes were really really amazing. Yeah, and just that scene where he's uh, dancing. dancing for his wife. Oh, yeah. buddy. Yeah. I was just he's talking so about talented. my roommate the other day. It's like I was like like she's like oh yeah it makes me uncomfortable just thinking about that scene. Uh, Brian Bat is the actor who plays Salvatore. And he's so talented and he's an amazing singer. We did a show, The Mad Men Live Review, uh, where the supporting <laughs> supporting actors we we did it at the El Rey in L.A. and then we took it to Vegas and we did oh, it wow. at MGM serious? Grand. Wow. How did I miss I this? It was a live when stage was show and we all we each sang a song from the '60s and he brought the house down. Oh wow, that's and awesome! I sang. I wore a boa. It was fabulous. That's awesome. That is phenomenal. Are you guys gonna do the show again? I don't know. You know, right after we did the one in LA and sort of immediately, up, but this was like, I mean, at least probably a year and a half ago, maybe longer. What was and, the crowd uh, like? I can imagine. It was great. I mean, we had a great crowd. We had a great crowd. Yeah. But it was not. I mean, it's not like we did it. The, the LA is not a huge venue, so it what was. What was it like in Vegas? Nice. I don't picture yeah. Vegas as the as the Mad Men demographic. You know. Uh, it was it was we had a packed house, but we oh, only, it was like one night only. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, so yeah. our Mad Men fans were there, and and I think there were a lot of friends of the show there. And we I don't know. All it seems out. like I think I would go. I would absolutely yeah, go. It's like it's like songs from the sixties. It was like and a like big people, band. And, yeah, you know, actually, that uh, yeah. <laughs> Because I was trying to think of like the people out. who would go. Like, is it like older people that want to see these songs being played, or is it fans of the show? It's probably just a mix, right? I guess both. And also, like I said, friends of the show. I have a feeling that a lot of people we were like, "Come!" and everyone was like, "Okay, I'm not doing anything else this Tuesday." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because because performing in Vegas is a weird. It's just a, it it's a totally cool. That's I'm I'm so glad you had that experience. Most performing experiences in Vegas are dreadful because people go to Vegas and they're just in this kind of mindset of like, it doesn't fucking matter what I do here. I can, what happens here stays here. Yeah. So they just, like, their fucking douche meters go up to right. 112 on a scale of 101. Yeah. Arbitrary <laughs> numbers. Well, it's an interesting scale. Yeah. And, uh, and so... You know, if you're not if you're not immediately giving them what they want, yeah. because they feel like everything should just be brought to their 
faces and brains. They just they just kind of get cranky. <laughs> it was in so Vegas. funny. I was just in Vegas. We were at the cast of Community. We were all just in Vegas to see Joel do stand up at uh, and Donald opened up right. Yes, yeah. at the Mandalay Bay, and Donald opened for him. And you know the crowd that's going to see Joel is like really into the soup and although but it kind of caters that there's younger people there's older people mm-hmm. you know it's like it's kind of a, an eclectic mix uh now donald opened for him and donald is so hilarious but a lot of his, his comedy is quite dirty you know yeah. whereas joel kind of has like a clean cut even though he i don't know I've, well, I, I actually i opened for joel at mandalay like a year year and a half ago yeah and i know i know his i know that audience his kind of audience so donald comes out and it was just so fabulous to hear him <laughs> just kind of get so blue as they say how or, did they how you know, how was the audience? Well, the younger people you could tell were like so into it because he's hilarious. So when, yeah. if you're on the ride with Donald, you're you're cracking up mm-hmm. and we are going crazy. And then there was just like these this this line of like old ladies in front of us with their husbands that was just like silent and oh, just yeah. aghast. I can't imagine those you know? ladies laughing at the teacher <laughs> farting bit that he does. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fabulous. Didn't even lean over and go. That's the kind of comedy they do. <laughs> Could you imagine and then if those he was Spider Man? <laughs> well, I'm I personally went on to Twitter's and I told them that he should not be Spider Man well, because Spider Man is a white man. Nor does he work blue. He doesn't work blue. He works black is what he does. Get my coat. You don't have a coat. Uh, find one. All right. <laughs> This was a fun improv game we've just played. It's <laughs> called uh, Elderly Racist Spider-Man it's People. A comedy show, yeah. That's what we do. It's, it's elderly racist nerds who yeah. are, they're old people and they just complain about. Um, We're giving yeah. away all our show pitches, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Here's why Storm should have been white. Oh. No, but she was literally supposed to be from Africa. You don't understand. <laughs> but her hair was white. <laughs> Not good enough. Um. Um, so what's uh, <laughs> where, 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 do, where do you go uh, where do you go after that one where do you go after that one Allison Bree she brings uh, the races out in you damn race card again I happen to, have to open this up jeez let's talk about how like you know you work on community and Mad Men I used to work at a funeral home then go to the ice cream store for the <laughs> two best races are what and NASCAR what what Why? no NASCAR is the best race we should you know at some point we have to talk <laughs> no about debate. it by the way I was kidding when I because people sometimes don't understand I, I I'm not saying that white people in NASCAR are the best races it was a joke clearly it was a joke yeah but wait I think like we're all I saying the same thing right guys right guys a day at the racist oh, sorry. Uh, I just watched that last night <laughs> he said that a day at the racist oh I didn't watch that yeah, no. <laughs> <It's a laughs> just just watch although terrible. the Marx Brothers do put blackface on in that movie Oh, Come on, we got get off black. But they were just—they were just hiding out after that large jazz number. Oh man! <laughs> we have to talk at some point about how you worked at a funeral home, but we don't have time to get it's into okay, it. It's okay. Don't worry about it. We'll get into it. Why you don't? We don't want to talk about that. It sounds like it's, really, really upbeat. Hey, he told, he told the long. one story. He had a story at the Adam Savage uh, podcast when we did live. About the, yeah, yeah, which was a great, mm. great Midgets, thing. Brought down the house. Yeah, good times. That was that was oh. a good story. There's a lot of those. Someday, guys. This is when we flash back in this podcast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> so are you going anywhere this summer for fun? I don't think so. What do you do for summer fun? For do you have fun. time to have fun? No, not really. Do you mind that? <laughs> no, not really. No, because when you're an actor. Well, because the work is so fun. I realize I just sound yeah. really lame. Like, I should have hobbies. But the thing is that this summer has been about 
wedding planning for me. A friend of mine just got married two weeks ago, and I was the maid of honor. My oh. sister gets married in two weeks, and I'm the maid of honor. Oh, shit. Oh. You're like Liz Lemon. Oh. This should be a romantic comedy starring me. <laughs> I think there is a maid of honor. Uh, I know. I know. 27 Dresses. Jennifer, wasn't there a Jennifer Lopez movie called? Oh, that was Maid. There's a, no, there's a movie with uh, Patrick Dempsey <laughs> yes. and Michelle Monaghan called Maid of Honor, but yes. it's not about this topic. This is really more like 27 Dresses. Yes. I'm going to have to make my own hybrid movie of it. Yeah. Are there two dresses? Do you like, do you like Maid of Honor? Do you like, <laughs> do you like Maid of Honoring? No. I, you know, for my sister, I love it. I love my sister. It's, it's like a job, like where you have to take on a job, right? It's a job. It's a lot. I'm not a wedding I'm not a real wedding girl. Mm-hmm. For my friend, it was fine. You know, I, it was it's fine once you get into it and you're like, you want it to be nice for your friend. But, but you know, I'm not super weddings. I'm not that girl that's always been like planning my wedding all my life. Like, yeah. you know, whereas some girls I think really love, like like the character in 27 Dresses. <laughs> that, could, that could be a real person, right? They get really into it, I think, you know, and they, you know. I just think if you're, wanted, I, think, I think if you're a performer, you don't have that thing in your head of... I want yeah. the one day where everyone yeah. pays attention to me. Yeah, we yeah. want that every day. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> one day is not, every day is a fucking wedding day if yeah, you're a performer. It's true. Because you just you want that attention. Especially because I wear a wedding dress every time I wake up. That's just weird. Put it on That's so at, weird. No, it is not and then you watch weird. Mad Men and Community like back to back. You can save so much time if you just sleep in it. That's true. Oh, you're right. Oh, you're going to knock out five minutes. No, you'll wrinkle it. That's true. So So anyway, so that's been a lot of my summer. I haven't been. I've been doing little trips like... Like Vegas and, and and press trips. I don't know. It's kind of it's it's been a little well, work, the, but it's I good. imagine I the like community press like trips it. are fun because like you you're buds with everyone. Yeah, yeah. it is. We, yeah, we just got back from Toronto and it was it was really fun. Yeah. It's like vacation, but for forty eight hours. And do do you find that uh, is is community doing as well in Canada as it's doing here? Oh in my the gosh, States? much better! It was so great to be up there and have every like every interview started like, how does it feel to be on an unbelievably hit show? Yeah. <laughs> we were just like, what? I don't. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> have you seen our show? Or? It, it, you you know, know, we're not the people from Glee. So. <laughs> I love the Glee reference in the uh, paintball episode of Community. Also, the paintball Thank episode you. of Community, one of the best episodes of television awesome. ever. Yes. Yeah, Very I mean, good. Community Thank is you. one of those shows that started off funny. I mean, I remember seeing the the, the teaser trailer for it. Funny weird? No, funny haha. Like, I remember <laughs> seeing the teaser trailer for it and being like, the show looks really fucking great. Yeah. And then... It just got better and better and better, and I'm so thrilled that the network gave it a chance Me to too. grow. Yeah. It's such a weird process. I mean, you talked about earlier that it's like, you know, there are all these steps along the way, and, you know, booking the pilot was exciting, and then, but even then, I think I, we didn't really know uh, how big of a role Annie, the character of Annie would be, and I think even the creators kind of didn't really know where they were going to go with that character, so it's sort of like, okay, I have this little supporting role on this show that seems funny with these cool people, and we shot the pilot, and that was really fun. But it was like, how's it going to turn out? You know, the Russo brothers, Anthony and Joe, who are amazing, yeah. um, directed our pilot, and, and there are producers. They've directed, like, pretty much, I mean, the majority of our episodes. And anyway, <laughs> then going and watching, viewing the pilot with Danny and Yvette and I, because everyone else lived in New York uh, after we did the pilot, and the three of us went and screened it, and it was just like, we were so nervous, because you don't know how it's going to turn out. And afterwards, we all sat there for a beat, and we were like... It's funny. It's funny, right? Like, like, do we just think it's funny because we're in it? Like, Please validate this could me. Really go I'm not crazy, right? right? I'm not crazy. It's, it is funny. Uh, but it was really exciting. And then along the way, yeah, to kind of see it progress. And, and the whole time you just have your fingers crossed because at any moment you're watching other shows kind of fall by the wayside. And it's like, all right, we're, we're continuing. We Again, we think we're hilarious. So <laughs> it's hard to know when you're sort of trapped in this bubble 
doing the show and, and we're cracking each other up and all that. And then you see the finished products of a lot of these things. And like, like the paintball episode, that was one of those, especially, especially that because I wasn't actually on set for a lot of that. Uh, my character got taken out pretty early, sadly. Well, you got the, uh, the reveal out of the uh, garbage can. And so it was all end. worth it. It's true. Yeah. That was, it was a good moment. Um, but you see them come together and a lot of the time I'm just, I'm just so proud on behalf of the show and the crew and everybody at yeah, how see, they turn out. It's always a, a great feeling. It's such a great, yeah. Yeah, it, is, it is an amazing feeling to work on because it doesn't, I've been doing this for a long time. I can't say I've been proud of everything I've worked on. <laughs> and it is a it is a much different feeling when you kind of walk to work with your chest out and your head held high <laughs> and you're excited. And you're not when people say, What do you do? You go, I'm on this show. Yeah. You don't have to go, Well, I just, you know, I do, the, I do this thing sometimes. Thing. I don't. Alison Bree, I'm gonna say you're kind of the jackal of Hollywood in, in the in the sense oh. of like you it's kinda like <laughs> these are two shows. Did you say that? No, no, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. It means you're badass. Like these are these two shows where you're just kind of brought in as this is kind of like, well, maybe she'll just do one episode, and then bam, you're you're an integrated cast member. Thank like that sure. Linus. I kind of grow on people. Oh my god, right? And right? he's so great. Yeah. Oh, that's a compliment. This jackal thing. No, I'm kidding. Well, I, no, I, I, no, I'm no. excited about it. No. Uh, also, you're going to uh, start being on this podcast every week. You're going to take <laughs> over this podcast. I'm just adding it. I'm just trying yeah. to do comedy, drama, internet. Yeah. Comedy, <laughs> drama, <laughs> internet. That's the, uh, the third mask that they've added to the It's the old Apple computer yeah, face. Yeah. The old Mac. The classic Mac. Computer face. Yeah. Someone make that, please. Someone make the third comedy drama internet. Internet. <laughs> the internet. <laughs> Technically, the internet is only the network of computers that make the web available. The web is just a series of app. Do you want to wake up? Oh, sorry. Right. Hey, by the way, Matt, can you help me? Uh... No, never mind. I'll fix it. I'll fix it later. Um, no. So where where can so you have that you have this Twitter stream at Allison Bree with one yeah. L yeah well the one L it's very confusing and then do you have oh, do you have a web uh, do you have a web no I'm working on it I'm working on it you've been doing stuff for Funnier Die too though right yeah I did a Funnier Die video with Rich Summer and with Catherine Justin who's on um, Desperate Housewives she's like the pesky neighbor. Um, Can I just take a second and say Rich Summer? Awesome. Yes. So awesome. He's going to be on the podcast. He's oh, so cool. funny. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. He's a white male, so it'll be perfect. <laughs> well, then he should be Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Rich Summer as Spider-Man. <laughs> Rich Summer for Spider-Man. Start the campaign now. Uh, anyway, no. I don't know when it's going to be up, but it should be up uh, sometime. <laughs> sometime awesome. soon. And, uh, yeah, you can see me. I don't know when this goes up, but you can see me at iOS on... Thursday or uh, Wednesday. The, Shit, the, never the mind. Ninth. I can't promote Actually, that. I don't even know when it is. This will go up. Uh, I'll probably put this up tomorrow or the next day. All right. Get it right I like away. that speedy turnaround. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't always happen that way. Nice. But it's important. It's not like a Mad Men where we just sit on it forever. Oh, oh that was <laughs> kind of what are you upset I'm just about? Sorry. What are you upset? <laughs> just sorry, guys. I think we all listen. Get out Matt's a little cranky because Dave Matthews I Band mean... is in touring in 2011. <laughs> it's gonna be a rough year. There was people like uh, mess like uh, like. There's not a cork comments. big enough to fill the hole in his heart. <laughs> there was people leaving comments on the uh, on on the Nerdist site like saying it's like, hey, no, I know it's it's been always been a tradition for us to go. I know how you feel, Matt. There are more of us than just me. <laughs> what are we not going to do for those couple of days now? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you see, it's no I'll go see the Vampire Weekend or something. <laughs> They're like the Clash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, 
What music do you like? What kind of music do you like? I like Vampire Weekend. I like Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, see? See? I'm just being supportive. Lately, I've been... Um, <laughs> no, I do like them. I do really? like... I was listening to Vampire Weekend earlier today. All right. It's um, good summertime music, that Vampire Weekend. It really is. Yeah. I have you. I don't know. Have you heard any of Donald Glover's music? His Childish, Childish Gamb- Gambino. Gambino. Yes. Childish Gambino. I'm not. It's, it's good. It's so good. And, and I feel like through that... I've been listening to that a lot. And then I've been listening to a lot of the indie bands that he'll rap over for his I Am Just a Rapper album. So yeah. like Sleigh Bells and Animal Collective and Grizzly Bear. And this is, I all have to attribute this to uh, Donald because I wouldn't have found it on my own. Yeah, he's, I, he's really, he's got great cadence. His, like the tone of his voice and, is awesome. It's like, it's almost kind of like a fun, nerdier, like Lil Wayne at times. Yeah. Because he does kind of have a higher pitched voice when he raps. And it's just, I think it's great. Yeah. He's got great It's rhymes. funny and yeah. He's going to pop. Donald Glover's going to pop. He uh, is. Yeah. He's so great. Yeah, he's great. But he also has great taste is my point. You should have him on the show. He'll be our first black guy. A little, uh... <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to get him on the uh, the Meltdown comedy show. Let's get him on that too. Yeah. Let's have him on as Spider-Man and just like... That's a great idea. And just have him and we'll just talk to him as it's Peter at, Parker. It's at the back of a comic book store. It's perfect. That's fantastic. <laughs> should do it. I've been listening. Uh, I, I just discovered this guy called Jim Noir who is awesome. Ooh. I've heard Jim Noir, yeah. Awesome. It's his movies. I'll his music is all kind of 60s pop sounding. Oh, cool. Awesome. I like yeah. that. I always appreciate good music recommendations. I'm not very proactive in searching out new music. It has to kind of come to me. Or I'll find those people, like key people like Donald, who who I know that I like their same taste. And Donald's always like, I don't know, the music I like is kind of out there. And I'm like, I like it too. I'm weird like, <laughs> yeah, man. you can't get rid of me. <laughs> Let's just hop on the back of a motorcycle and ride into forever. <laughs> it's true. <sighs> well, listen, well, listen to your broken bells. Just you and me. <laughs> <laughs> Mercer and Danger Mouse. <laughs> um, well, uh, Alison Brie, you are delightful. Aww. And, and it was <laughs> And enjoy. I left out the article. I was going to say a delight, but then I said, you are delight. <laughs> Words like not used D. well from yeah. my mouth. She's actually delight. Have that yeah. effect. You're delight? Yeah. Got some purple stuff, some cola, some sunny D. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, I'm curious. Where's Groove? It's in the heart. <laughs> Uh, let's say uh, a redneck mimosa is uh, Bud Light and Sunny D. Ooh. You mix those two together. That sounds good. Yeah, it doesn't sound too terrible. It let's does do sound it really now. terrible. All right. Sunday afternoon delight. Just sitting on the porch drinking afternoon some redneck delight. mimosas. Yep. With a things. pellet gun. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad we both went to guns yeah. first. That's <laughs> good job, guys. America. Uh, America. So I do want to say that um, since this will go up in time, that uh, Thursday, June 10th, we're going to be doing our live Nerdist podcast at Largo in Los Angeles with our special guest, Craig Ferguson. Ferguson. Oh, shit. All of the online tickets have been sold, but you can still call Largo at uh, 310-855-0350. pay $5 for waiting so long. Extra. $25 now. (laughs) Now, why would you tell them that? Now you're you're trying to convince people not to go. No, they're going to go. Don't berate Wait, me. Wait, if audience. I want to yes. go, do what I have to pay extra? Or do I get Sorry. a discount because I've been on? You, 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 didn't get didn't you get a motherfucking come. free ticket. Yeah. Whoa! Allison, in your free. face! Jonah and, and I have to pay $30. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have to pay to be on the podcast. Yes. You're literally paying for me Well, this go. show is yeah. like a bringer yeah. show for you guys. Oh, you can come, but... It's like the band has to pay to play at the Roxy. Cool, I'm there. We're playing the Roxy for $500. I am... But uh, we just added, uh, I don't know, I didn't tell you guys this yet, but we just added as a musical guest um, Sarah Watkins, who oh, cool. was uh, from, in Nickel Creek. Yes. And uh, the Watkins family, she's awesome. Nickel Creek uh, has one of my favorite cover songs of all time. They do Pavement, Spit on a Stranger. It's one of the best cover songs I've ever heard in my Dad life. loves his pavement. I love my pavement. You sure do. Going three weeks up. Uh, Driving north. Driving north. <laughs> to go see Pavement. Are you really? Yeah, yeah. I've never so seen, that's your Dave came, Matthews. They never came to Hawaii. Then he's going so to the Hollywood I never, Bowl I've to never see them. been able to see them live. Mm-hmm. Um, you know? What does that Whatever. have to do with Hawaii? 
That's Jonah, Jonah oh. grew up. Jonah's from oh. Jonah's Hawaiian. Yeah, I was born oh. in... <laughs> they never came to Hawaii, so obviously. <laughs> yeah, well, this no, little, uh, since I, I live in Los Angeles, this fucking coconut juggling poi hopper them. over here. <laughs> they they broke up in '99. I moved out here in 2001. Oh, so. I'm sorry. No. I didn't know. I didn't... No, it's okay. Yeah, you uh, and the rest of the grass skirts go back boys. to Hawaii. I gotta yeah. go Google you now, and then next time we hang out, it'll <laughs> he's be not dead. This podcast is for contiguous Americans. You son of a bitch. Maokao air. Settle down, boy. Hey, why don't you get some more letters? We need 13 more. Uh, all right, Allison Bree, thank you so much. For, you Thanks were for awesome. Me. And you are welcome back anytime. It's so great to Even be here. Even if you're not here. the guest, you can just come by and pop on. Cool. As a recurring. Hang out with Janet and Janet. <laughs> That's what I like to do. Yeah, my, my <laughs> girlfriend Janet, <laughs> yeah. my dog Janet. <laughs> the Janets. <laughs> the Janets. Yeah. Gonna go over to Chris's house and hang out with the Jan- Chris and the Janets. Hang out with the Janets. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Sounds good. The end. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground, and I heard somebody say... Call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.